Hi, and welcome to episode 109 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Aberbach, CEO and publisher. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor. Our mission at iPhone Life is to help you to never feel frustrated with your iPhone again. And each episode, we bring to you our best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. Uh, David has a sponsor for this episode he'll be telling us about right now. Yeah, so I'm really excited to tell you guys about the sponsor because I have never told you about it before, and it's a great company called Remo. In my opinion, if you have one smart home device, I think it should be a smart doorbell uh, because there's very few drawbacks with it. A lot of smart devices, like, say, smart lights, get really complicated, and Remo makes a great smart doorbell. Uh, it's $99. It's called the Remo S Doorbell. And... Excuse me. Remo Bell S. Oh, right? there you go. Remo <laughs> Bell S doorbell. Thank you. $99. What makes, I mean, first of all, let's talk about why you need a smart doorbell, and then I'll tell you what makes theirs unique. I have a smart lock, so my door automatically locks. And then I have a two story house. So sometimes I'm upstairs and someone's trying to come over to my house, and they'll be knocking on the door, and my door will be locked, and I can't see them. That's obviously first and foremost. Second of all, for security concerns, if, if you have anybody who ever tries to come into your house you don't want them to or uh or takes packages things like that having a smart doorbell handles all of that so when they ring the doorbell you have two-way communication you can see uh the a video of them you can of course unlock it remotely also uh what makes them great is first of all uh you can have uh, it, it responds really quickly. They have a very wide range of uh, angle, and also they have motion sensor. So when somebody walks by, it, you get a notification if they come to your door. Um, and finally, it has three days of cloud storage that comes for free. So that that means that if for some reason you notice two days later that somebody had taken a package, you can actually go back and review the video to see the video feed. So it's a That's great, awesome. yeah, it's very affordable camera. Uh, feature packed and it's a great purchase in terms of security uh, and convenience. Awesome. Next up, we want to tell you about our daily tips newsletter. Uh, as I mentioned before, we want to help you to never feel frustrated with your iPhone again. And a great way to get started doing that is to sign up for our free newsletter. It's a daily newsletter that helps you master your iPhone in less than one minute a day. So it's completely free and completely effortless. Uh, so go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up. And now we want to tell you about our favorite tip this week. Uh, this is a tip that I implemented a while back and I'm really happy about, and it's how to pin a note to the top of your notes app. Uh, I've used a lot of different productivity software at this point to like track my weekly to-do lists. I've tried, I use Trello to uh, collaborate with other people, and I use Asana to manage our editorial calendar and assignments. But um, for my personal to-do list, I always end up going back to the Notes app, and so I have one note that I keep at the top of my Notes app, and how you do that is, uh, let me <laughs> remember, um, you simply go to the main view of your Notes app where you see a list of all your notes, you swipe to the left, and you will see an option to, I excuse me, you swipe Swipe to your right. <laughs> to your right, and you'll see a little orange icon with a pin. And you, if you swipe like far over to the right, it will just automatically do this. Otherwise, if you swipe a little to the right and then tap that pin icon, that note will then be pinned to the top of that list in the in a folder. Um, so that way, I can always have 
my to-do list at the top of my notes, um, and so I don't have to go searching for it. And one cool thing is actually you can pin more than one note. Mm -hmm. So if there's a few notes you use constantly, you can put all of them there. Yeah, and I love this tip because I feel like I use my notes app, A, I used a lot, uh, and B, I use it for two very different purposes. One of them is sort of like you would use a physical notepad of just any time I have something I want to write down and I don't have a piece of paper handy, I'll just write that down in note. And then it kind of just gets lost and I don't really need to refer back to it. The other is I have a few notes, like you're saying with your to-do list, where I refer back to constantly. And so I love being able to pin those to the top because I refer back to them constantly. And then the other notes where I'll just write them down, I'll like write down a phone number, for example, or like an address, and then I use it once and never look at it again, just kind of get lost in the shuffle and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So uh, is there any other ways you guys like to use this tip or? Otherwise, I will move on. Well, no, that's I, the main thing is um, I have like notes with like gift ideas for people and notes of like movies I want to watch with my boyfriend and <laughs> like I don't really do I use the reminders app more for to do list things, but um, yeah, mostly just keeping track of gift ideas, which I'm now just realizing is the only main thing I use it for. I Interesting. need to start doing that. It, oh, I love that. That's that's one of my favorite little like hacks is throughout the year for your close friends and your partner and uh, and your family. Whenever they mention something that they want, I just go and I like secretly write it down. And it then... has transformed my gift giving. I got a reputation among certain people as like a really good gift giver, which is a <laughs> lot of pressure. <laughs> but it's because of this hack. <laughs> yeah, no, it... usually I'm like a last minute it like oh no what do I do like for someone it is a lot of pressure because if you start doing it then people think that you give thoughtful gifts and you have to keep giving thoughtful gifts and it's a right. hassle so be warned um, yeah. Don I'm curious why you use notes for your to-dos instead of reminders I think that I, like when notes introduced the checklist feature like how mm -hmm. it, it's like really easy to create a list where you just like tap it to check it off as done and I find it satisfying and I also have like I create different headers of the different days of the week, and I, it's just super flexible. Like mm. it's, um, there's something about I like for the last month I was using Trello, and this week I switched back to Notes, and I think that um, Trello for some reason like it just got a little unruly. Like I ha uh, moving things over to the done area. Um, and there was something about the view; it just be it became like more complicated. Whereas the Notes app just to me feels simple and like an open enough format that I can kind of just do whatever I want with it. Um, it is nice. I think that is one of the nice things about notes is it's so flexible. You can use it in any type of way. Whereas reminders is flexible-ish, but it's still like you have to follow that format. Yeah. Um, and I'm all, I also use notes just all the time for other things. And I love how it um, sync. Like I feel like sometimes Apple syncing takes a while. Like even the messages app, mm -hmm. it'll take a while for um, messages to show up on my laptop that I'm getting on my computer. Mm -hmm. I mean on my phone, but not with the Notes app. It does sync really well. Huh. Um, and so I've I also like to use it to like quickly transfer things between. <laughs> Like to access information both on my phone and bless you, <laughs> Sarah. Um, both on my phone and my computer. So mm -hmm. there's something about the syncing and integration there that I like. But um, do you guys want to know the truth know. about my to-dos? Yes. yes. I have broke down and bought whiteboards because if I can't see them, like then I'm not gonna do them. <laughs> I, I'm the the truth is I'm the worst at to dos. Like I, I I'll go through these phases where I'll decide to do to dos and then I'll fill up a list of reminders of like things I'm gonna do that day and then I never cross them off and then that list just grows and grows and 
freaks me out to the point where I just stop doing to-dos altogether. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there's a real need for something, and I don't know exactly what I need it to be, but at the moment I'm using a combination of like this app I talked about last time, which we couldn't figure out how to pronounce. It's called T-O-D-Y, 2D. I don't know. Um, that like sort of keeps track of what I've cleaned in different parts of my house because I do a little bit of housework every day, but then I have like a sort of list of like what I do every day because mm -hmm. you can't like determine which day of the week you do things on that <laughs> app. And then I have like a to-do list and reminders, but I take things from it and put it on my whiteboard and then as I like it's so complicated <laughs> and I just need one app that does all these things and, there, and if you guys know of one like please let me know because Ooh. clearly I've got like way too much going on with my to-do stuff. I mean, we yeah. are way off in the weeds here, but just to continue going down these weeds, uh, I got really into like the getting things done method for a while. Have you guys ever oh. tested that? Mm -mm. Not really. I've read about it, but yeah. Yeah, I geeked out on it for a while, but I uh, not so much anymore. But I like the concept. This is where I always go wrong. It's the concept of clearing the bucket. It's like you fill up a bucket of to-dos, but unless you regularly go and get rid of the to-dos that are in that bucket, then it becomes unruly, which is my problem. So. So that's why I have the whiteboard because an endless to-do list is never going to get done. But if I have like a few things I know for sure I can get done within a couple of days and then I like wipe them off. It's very satisfying and then I can put a few more. So I'm like yeah. moving things from one bucket to another. There you go. I think I'm totally comfortable with like not getting through my list and just having it like I can then just shuffle it to look at it and be like, oh, well, these are the things I have to get done right now. I'll push these things to next week. But if I don't write them down, it's a huge problem because I don't have that good of a memory. See, I have this- so I can't store it all in my I head. I have this weird belief and it's completely flawed, but that if I don't remember it, it must not be important. But it, it <laughs> yeah. totally doesn't like a work. a really good insight into you, David. <laughs> it is yeah. not in a good way. Can we, I, we had another question of the week, so we might end up with two questions, but can we make this a question of the week? Yeah, I feel like we How should. do you guys handle your to-dos? Please yeah. help us, yeah. <laughs> help us help you <laughs> okay so next we want to tell you about our insider program i just told you about our free daily tip newsletter but we also have a premium product called iphone life insider and it's our premium subscription that like it takes your learning of your iphone to the next level you can access our comprehensive library of over a thousand video tips and in-depth guides plus a ton of other features. I'll quickly run through them for you. Um, we, you get a digital subscription to our magazine. You get a feature called Ask an Editor where you can contact us and we'll help you through any tech-related problem you're having. Um, we have, I said a digital subscription to the magazine. Podcast, podcast. is important. Yes, an exclusive version of our podcast. It's ad-free and it also has a special section of exclusive content just for you guys. And in-depth video guides. We are coming out with a beginner's guide that we're really excited about. Of course, yes. you can always access our iOS guides. iOS 12 guide is still really important to review if you haven't. And iOS 13 is coming up not too far away and we'll have a guide ready for you just as it comes out as well. So we've got a lot of good stuff for you, um, and this is just the, our best way for you to master your iPhone and never feel frustrated with your devices again. And we have a special discount just for our podcast listeners. If you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, you get 
$5 off our annual subscription price. And I have good and bad news about that. Yes. The bad news is that we are raising our price. This is our In May. four year anniversary. You're, you're spoiling the good <laughs> <Sorry>. news. <laughs> this is our four year anniversary. We've kept the price the same for four years. Uh, we are raising our price. Uh, the good news, as Don is alluding to, is this is your last chance to get it at the current pricing. So not only are you getting a $5 discount, but currently the pricing is $59.99. The pricing is going up to $99. So you're going to get it at $54.99. And so you're sort of getting a discount from $99. So this is your last chance. If you've been thinking about it for a while, you've been listening to us for a while, this is a great opportunity to buy it uh, mm -hmm. and we really appreciate the support we are a small publisher and this is our main way of making money so we really appreciate all of those who are already subscribed and those of you who are about to go subscribe thank you and also you'll be locking in that low price for another year if you decide to renew so that's another reason yes. to, go, to go for it now we so. got a lot of questions on that you yeah. will be locking in that price on your renewal yeah so it's iphonelife.com slash podcast discount and i wanted to say a quick thank you to christine <laughs> Christina R, Frank H, and Norman P. They're our, late, our newest subscribers I checked yesterday. Oh, welcome. <laughs> so welcome uh, to the Insider Program. Next up, we will have Sarah tell us uh, an insider question that she helped someone out with recently. Okay, so um, an insider wrote in and said, I would like to listen to the radio on my iPhone 6S when I go to bed and then listen to it for 30 to 60 minutes and then have the music shut off along with the phone and have the phone wake me up with its alarm at 6 a.m. Is that possible? Mostly possible. <laughs> See, this um, is the type of thing where we do we can do guides all we want, but if you have very specific questions, you got to email Sarah. <laughs> so you can't, you have to manually turn your phone on and off, and if you turn it off, it can't turn itself back on. Um, but other than that, the rest of it you can do. Um, so the timer actually has... Um, and actually, some audio apps also have a sleep timer, so you could check and see if your radio app that you're listening to has one. But the iPhone timer app has a sleep timer, and here's how it works. Um, if you go in um, to your timer, so you open the clock app. I'm just going to have to read what I wrote, because otherwise I'll give you wrong directions. And tap timer in the bottom right corner, and then... Um, you tap when timer ends, and you scroll down to the very bottom of the list of alert tones, and you tap stop playing, and then um, tap set. And so now, anytime you're you have a you start playing some audio, um, whether it's music or your radio or a podcast, um, you can start a timer, and then once the timer ends, instead of playing an alert tone, it will stop your audio playback. So that is one thing. And of course, you can also set an alarm in the clock app. You can just go and, um, you know, you, you tap the plus to set an alarm and you set it for 6 a.m. and you choose which days and then you save it. And of course, all of this could be a shortcut, um, which is maybe that. more complicated than I want to get into <laughs> right now. Um, but you can go in and make it so that um, when you you can create a Siri phrase. So uh, uh, <laughs> we activated the, <laughs> the hey. AR digital friend feature. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so you would go in and you'd you'd create a shortcut where when you say this the phrase, um, then it will automatically one start playing your radio. And two, although if it's not, not all apps are compatible with shortcuts, so you might have to have it just 
open that app and then you can press play, but we will also start the timer and you can choose whether you want it to have a set time or whether you want to be able to say the time and then press okay. It depends how involved you want it to be or how automatic. Shortcuts are so complicated. Mm. This is such a simple thing and now I'm describing <laughs> how you do it and I'm not even giving you all the instructions and it still sounds complicated. If it, it does sound complicated, complicated. It, it never sounded simple to me. Yeah. <laughs> it is like, it's very, I have a similar thing for getting things done where I, I say the phrase that I've set up and it turns on do not disturb. It starts a specific playlist and it asks me how long I'm planning to work and I enter the number and then it plays for that long and then it stops the music and turns off do not disturb after that time so this is kind of similar so it's very simple to use and awesome once you have it set up but but there's a little bit of a front end work there (laughs) yeah I'm always hesitant about shortcuts because even just describing how you might go about setting it up without actually giving you instructions is like Mm. taking a long time yeah, it's cool, though. We have an article from one of our – it was really one of our insider subscribers wrote in and told us about this, and we ended up having him write an article for a recent uh, magazine issue. We also posted it online, and it's five of his favorite shortcuts, and you can actually download the shortcut to your phone if you're reading it on mobile. Um, so I can send it to you after this, Sarah, so you, we can link to it in yes. our show notes. I think uh, we should. So that you can try some, some shortcuts without spending a lot of time setting them up yourself. Um, next I wanted to tell you guys about, or we wanted to read out some comments from listeners from our last episode, unless Sarah, were you done talking about the shortcuts? I was thinking I might share a link to my, um, get stuff done, uh, shortcut so that you guys can check it out. And also you could modify it if you wanted to do something more like this insider wants to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, that would be awesome. So uh, last episode, I brought up an app that I tried the free trial of, Blinkist. And as it turns out, uh, all of you guys have strong opinions. You guys were about... so opinionated. Yeah, and you know what? I was just telling Sarah, I'm like, I am. I feel really happy that our listeners are such avid readers um, <laughs> and that they didn't want to be a cheater like me. <laughs> so um, we had one, uh, Bonnie O wrote in. She said, read Blinkist. No, thank you. I'd rather read the book and not have to trust someone... <laughs> Trust someone's summary and opinions. Oh, sorry. That was Alex. Bonnie wrote in saying, I would certainly not pay $15 a month for anything like this. We make, it a, we, we make a point of trying to regulate the influence of electronics and especially electronic shortcuts in our mm. lives. Reading is a great pleasure in our family. And I mean reading actual books, not ebooks. Books that have physical heft and smell like paper and printing ink and bindings. We cherish anything that helps us make sure we have plenty of time for reading and stay far away from anything that might ever infect us with the notion that we need to get an app to summarize books because we don't have time to read. (laughs) For us, that would be life lived backward. I thought that was a pretty powerful point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I will say for myself, I didn't end up renewing um, and that, you know, may have had something to do with it. I think that for me would definitely not replace reading books, um, but for certain like for certain areas that I just want to get an idea of a book to maybe even know if I would like to read the whole thing, it could be useful. Um, or if I'm just trying to quickly like get an idea of um, of the type of books in a certain ca- topic or category that I'm interested in, I could read some summaries. Um, but yeah, I, I could sort of ended up falling into the camp of not being a huge Blinkist <laughs> fan anyway. It's basically like a Cliff Notes app, right? I yeah, mean, which did... is, I mean, Cliff Notes definitely not like 
uh, a thing you necessarily want to admit to using, but at times can be useful. <laughs> Did we get a single person who who said they would use it or wanted to use it? No. <laughs> it was you guys were very opinionated and yeah. very unified in your opinion. I'm like. I feel like there's a use for it, though, for me personally, because I feel like I totally agree that, um, first of all, it does feel a little bit like cheating. Uh, mm-hmm. And second of all... And I feel like I got so called out. I know. <laughs> everybody was so opinionated. Um, second of all, I feel like especially for fiction, like doing something like Blinklist for fiction just seems silly. It's like, why are you cheating on entertainment? But I feel like I have a really long list of nonfiction books, a lot of business books, like marketing and books, marketing books, like and that. things like that. That like I'm a slow reader; it takes me a long time to get through them. And there is a certain category of nonfiction book that there's an appeal to having that summarized to me in 15 minutes. And part of it too is like one of the feedback points in here was like you're going to then be seeing the book through the lens of whoever summarized it. Mm-hmm. But um, if it's a book that's more dry and straightforward and objective, then I feel a little more comfortable with that. Um, whereas a book with like more nuance and subjectivity, I wouldn't want to hear. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, even some, uh, even some nonfiction though is like kind of has some nuance and you have to evaluate oh, sure. like what is the writer's, you know, angle and, mm-hmm. you know, how is their own like sort of background and take on things like, you know, affecting the information, how I'm getting the information or take on it. Totally. I mean, it's almost especially with nonfiction books in a certain genre, if it's political or people writing about their own lives and experience, like that stuff you want to read from the person who's giving you that opinion. I think it's really business books would be my only use case. That being said, I'm not doing it. So clearly (laughs) it feels like cheating to me too. Because how many business books are you going to read in a month? Enough to pay $15? Well... Yeah. Talk to Raph, yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, is how many business books am I reading now a month versus then? Like, I it only would take one business book for me to read extra a month. Like, 15 bucks, that seems like that's probably enough value. But I'm not doing it, so clearly yeah. I'm arguing both sides. But thank you for writing in. It was, it was, it was fun <laughs> to hear what you guys had to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to, we had a couple, well, really just one news item, and it's not new news, but we just wanted to officially let you all know, in case you didn't, um, that Apple has canceled the air power charging mat. Uh, Apple first announced this in 2017, in the fall, that they were coming out with a charging station or charging hub that would charge your iPhone, Apple Watch, and AirPods. Um, but they, uh, TechCrunch broke the news. Uh, they and the, there was some Apple uh, executive that they interviewed who who officially said Apple's not doing it. That they had problems creating it, like the quality that they w- it wasn't up to their standards in terms of quality. So they're just not going to do it. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to it, but it's not surprising at this point. Yeah, like why was it taking so long? I guess like. This was Apple didn't officially say this, but that there are a lot of issues of like devices heating up and like not working properly mm-hmm. and stuff. That's what I heard. It's very unusual for Apple. Like I, I to don't can't it. I can't think of a single product that Apple announced and then didn't launch. So yeah, I can't think of anything else either. Yeah. So um, yeah, bummer. <laughs> uh, in our apps and gear section, this is sort of news related, just because Apple recently came out with their second generation AirPods, and we're all AirPods fans, so we all got the second generation AirPods and want to talk a little bit about our experiences with it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, David, I think you've had them the longest, haven't you? Or maybe Sarah. I think so. I just got and mine I'm, last week. 
Sarah, did you have the first generation AirPods too? I, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the second generation okay. AirPods. Because so. these are my first AirPods. So I'm, oh, I'm really? a new oh, fan yeah. of AirPods. So the, that's the spoiler is I'm really enjoying them. Um, I think, you know, the thing that I like about them is they just work so easily. So, I mean, one of the things is that we get an opportunity to try a lot, a lot of wireless earbuds. And there's a lot of them that have better sound quality and things like that. But uh, a lot of extra features that the AirPods don't have. But what I love about the AirPods is they're so easy to set up. They're so, like easy to just you just put them in your ear the other airpods or the other earbuds i feel like oftentimes i don't like the fit so one of the knocks on airpods is that um they they don't have a seal most earbuds like have a better seal so that you can hear the sound better but i actually like that i find that uncomfortable and i actually like being able to hear ambient noise when i'm using my airpods um so overall i've been really loving them how about you guys I love them. I, oh, you go ahead first. No, you go ahead. Okay. Um, so I I loved the first generation AirPods too, mm-hmm. and I was excited for these because I did buy the one with the wireless charging case. So mm-hmm. that's one ninety nine instead of one forty nine was it or something. Um, but so you can just throw it on your wireless char- charger. Especially, it's good for wireless chargers that are flat. Like I have some an angled one and a flat oh, one, yeah. but this you can just like toss both your phone and your AirPods on there and charge. And there's like, to me, that's appealing. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I didn't buy for this reason, but I've been really enjoying Hey Siri on the AirPods. Like I can just um, be wearing my AirPods and start talking to Siri and the, um, like sometimes the, you'll just get like a little short response saying like, okay, or something like that instead of like, repeating back everything you said, which I like that because sometimes mm. I don't like doing Siri requests because then they like it goes through some big long response that you're just like, I don't need all of that. I just want to know that you like got what I my mm-hmm. like request and that's it. Um, and it worked really well mm-hmm. and the response time was fast and I feel like the connectivity is better. It's one of those examples of like the reasons I bought the AirPods are not necessarily the reason, like the second generation are not necessarily the reasons I'm ending up loving it. Like, mm. I was wowed by like the wireless charging, but really the fact that the connectivity is a little bit better, the battery life's a little better, the Hey Siri support is there, is like just making it overall a better experience. I am loving the wireless charger too, though. I feel like it is cool. It's like one of those things you don't doesn't seem like it'd be that much of an inconvenience to plug it in, but something about just being able to just throw it on the charging pad, it's like I they're always charged. It's never been a problem for me. Whereas when I have to plug it in. Sometimes they're not going to be charged. Yeah. You know, I'm finding that that is one of my favorite things about it, too, is being able to just put it down. Because Mm -hmm. with my other, like, wireless earbuds, I put them down and forget to plug them in. And then you go to work out and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's also especially a bummer with buds that also don't automatically turn off. Although, I guess most wireless earbuds do automatically turn off. don't? I mean, okay, so this is... Like, I've had so many complaints with wireless earbuds, and one of them is that, that I'll put them in the case, and they won't automatically turn off, and not only does it mean my battery drains, but also it means that I'll be at home, and it'll randomly kick my audio out when I'm listening to something and take it to the earbuds that I wish were turned off. I hate that. Um, And conversely, when I turn them on, I have a really hard time with connectivity. Uh, like I'll sometimes they won't pair properly or only one will pair and the other won't. And there's so many little 
things that Apple just got right that other AirPod or other earbuds manufacturers seem to be struggling with? So I know which earbuds you're talking about, the wireless <laughs> earbuds, and I have the latest generation, and most of those problems don't exist mm. anymore, which is great. Um, but if you don't, if you leave them out, they'll still be connected in train. But I feel like it's it's not just that one brand. I feel like is it's it been, Jabra? You're yeah, it's about? Jabra yeah. that I struggled with. But I feel like I've struggled with other ones as well. Right. It still is difficult. Like it's really a one device thing. Like I can't mm-hmm. really connect my earbuds to other devices um, very easily. But uh, for the the AirPods, like I'm really enjoying the wireless charging. I'm really enjoying the magnetic case. Like, I don't know if you've ever dropped your case and had your earbuds fall out, but it's really (laughs) annoying. Um, And I am pleasantly surprised by how well they stay in my ears when I'm running. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd try and do yoga or anything where I moved around more than just like slow, steady jog because I don't run fast. (laughs) Um, But, uh, and I'm... They feel good in my ears, which is I hadn't realized like how painful like jamming those wireless yeah. ear- earbuds in was. I knew it wasn't comfortable, but it's it's really like actually pleasant. And I understand now why people have them in their ears constantly because you could just forget they're there. Yeah, um, they're super lightweight. Mm-hmm. So I guess AirPods are cool now. Um, <laughs> but I just have to say I do not look cool in them. I look as like ridiculous as I thought I would <laughs> put that out there yeah I see a lot of people like uh you know when I've traveled lately like you see people wearing them but oh, they, yeah. they are funny looking mm-hmm. a little bit like anyways uh David did you have anything else you wanted to add about the airpods yeah a couple other thoughts I mean first of all I think in terms of big picture to me airpods are even though they're not like apple's premier product they're such a good example of why apple is a great company because the integration of hardware and software allows them to do things that nobody else can do. Um, Part of why they're great is they just work and part of why they just work is because Apple controls the operating system across all of it and the hardware across all of it. So you just open it up and you get this. I love the little like notification that tells you your battery and you know it's connected and it connects instantly. Yeah, like there's no need to pull out a manual. No. Like they just work out of the box. And all of it just syncs effortlessly because the AirPods are baked into iOS operating system. Um, I do have a few things I don't love about them. I don't know about you guys, but um, uh, a couple things that I don't love about them is I've had a hard time with the like tapping to pause and and Mm. start. Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah, I actually never use that. And I think I did use them when I had the first generation. I'm trying to think. I think I've like stopped using it because I had enough frustration that I just yeah. But um, I've used Siri now with it, like hands-free Siri to pause or to mm-hmm. start again or skip to the next song, things like that. Yeah, and I feel like I need to start doing that. The other thing is, in general, I've liked the Hey Siri functionality, but um, I I wish there was a little like noise associated with it, so I knew that it was hearing me because I feel like it, like. 80% or 90% of the time it hears me, but 10% of the time it doesn't. And there's no, like, signal that says Siri's listening to you. Yeah, and like, sometimes with your phone, there'll be a little... No, but that's, again, usually after you've stopped talking with your phone, it'll let you know. But with your phone, you can be looking at it, so you get yeah. the visual cue where there's right. no true. cue that Siri's listening, and sometimes she's not, and I'm just talking away to myself. That's true, and, like, it is nice that she'll say okay or some something after, but if it's, like... 
let's say you dictated a whole message or something using mm-hmm. your AirPods and then to like find out you've been talking to yourself. Yeah, That's annoying. Yeah, totally. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my only, this isn't a complaint, is that I haven't taken them out on a jog yet. And so I don't know whether they'll be able to replace my Jabra's or not. Because I use my Jabra's for, I've been, that's what I used last summer to go out on jogs. Um, but, you know, Sarah and now a lot of other people I've talked to say that they are good for running. Yeah, I, I've been using them for my runs and I've had no problem. And actually, I like them better than my Jabra's and other ones because of this thing I was talking about where it doesn't create a, a very good seal in your ear, which is why people are worried it falls out. I haven't had any problems with it falling out, but also means I can hear ambient noises a little bit better. Yeah, like I, a good safety feature. I get worried when I can't hear cars and I'm running. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to be too I mean, in your own world. Yeah. I mean, when I'm running inside, though, I I have a little bit of, like, indoor track rage um, <laughs> just because, like, people take people up. are annoying. Yeah, they'll walk <laughs> slowly in the running lane or they'll, like, jump their stuff there, let their kids ride bicycles the wrong way. And so just, like, shutting all those people out is very mm-hmm. helpful. And I do, like, <laughs> I like the fact that with my drivers I can choose whether or not I can hear because there are settings you can put to, like allow ambient noise in and with the airpods it is what you get yeah that's true and there's no noise cancellation which is a lot if you do want that a lot of people love that and so part of i think what you're committing to with airpods is then having another pair of wireless headphones over ear that are noise canceling of course you don't have to but that's really nice to have noise canceling headphones for planes and things like that yeah can i say just one more thing i was pleasantly surprised by the audio quality mm-hmm. what yeah. was your take on that's it pretty, me too uh, it was pretty decent. I felt like the bass was okay. The mids were a little bit muddled. Like, it, it wasn't amazing audio quality by any means. I think if you want high-quality audio, there's a lot of companies doing it better. Um, but I think it was good enough for the practicality of wireless earbuds on the go. I mean, I was I had, like, low expectations. Yeah. Because I was thinking of the earbuds, and I was like, mm, you know, um, or ear pods, I guess, whatever mm-hmm. they call them. So, yeah, and I, yeah, I was very happy with them. Like, I mean, uh, there's so many, like Sennheiser, um, Erin, there's so many companies that focus primarily on audio quality and I think are doing a better job. But again, it's like I have a pair of really nice wireless over-ear headphones for when I care. When I'm at the gym, I don't need, like, perfect audio quality. I want convenience. You do need some bass, though. For our question of the week, this is our main question of the week, we want to ask, do you have the new AirPods and what do you think of them? Or are you considering buying them and, you know, what are are the factors in your decision? So email podcasts at iphonelife.com and let us know what you are planning to do. Um, Next, we want to get into our apps and gear for the week. Uh, wait, wait, we already did that. We, our apps and gear were, we all just <laughs> talked about our AirPods. Uh, so I think that is all that for is this week. It. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Unless you're an insider. And Unless you're an insider. Stick around and we're going to talk about things we learned. Yeah. Speaking of which, if you're not an insider, again, it's $5 off our price before we raise it next month if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. And uh, thank you all for listening. Feel free to check out our show in iTunes and rate us and uh, leave a review. That would be awesome. It would help other people find our show who uh, also are needing help with their iPhones. And uh, we will see you next episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Thanks everyone. everyone.